1: Set your spirit on fire and let Dr. LaWanna Steins guide you to a life of purpose and fulfillment. To reach Dr. LaWanna Steins, call 760-315-1967 or visit atouchfromabove.org. And now here's your A Touch From Above host, Dr. LaWanna Steins.
2: God bless you. Thank you so much for joining me. God richly bless you. I am so excited all that God is doing. Really quick before we even get started, I just got to tell you about all the neat things that are happening up at the Prayer Mountain. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. We have conferences coming up, Freedom Conference coming up. We have our Arts and Crafts uh, Fair coming up. You know, we're looking for Christian vendors. If you have a talent or an art or you have... uh, Something that you would like to put in a craft fair, and maybe you're a crafter. And I didn't even know there was such a thing until a couple of people in our church, they started just bring showing me their stuff. I said, oh my goodness, this is amazing. So anyway, we're looking for a wonderful Christian vendors, so if you'd like to um, be a part of that, let me give you Judy's number, eight five eight seven three five. Fifty twenty four, and uh, we're going to have three of those different events at the Prayer Mountain, and I am very excited about that. Not only that, but we have our church services every Sunday morning, ten a.m. Don't forget to come on up, and visit us at a church service. Don't forget, we also have our drama presentations. So awesome! I love drama. We're preparing for Christian films, so maybe you're a Christian actor. Maybe you have a gift of acting, and you'd like to be a part of a Christian film, or maybe you'd like to be a supporter of that. Hallelujah. You can be a part of that. I'm excited. Um, Our stories are for God's glory. We just finished up a television studio there, and we're excited as we're writing out scripts and different things. And so we're doing drama presentations just to kind of get us ready for Christian films. So maybe you want to be a part of that ministry. That would be so awesome. Uh feel free to look up our website at touchfromabove.org and see what's happening. Oh another thing. Oh my goodness, my friend, she is awesome. Judy. Wow. She just uh, came up with a Holy Ghost idea. Kingdom Candies with a K. Kingdom Candies K A N D Y Candies. Um it's Kingdom Candy. KingdomCandyShop.com And anyway, Judy, uh, she has some wonderful freeze-dried candies. If you've never tried freeze-dried candy and uh, uh, fruit, oh my goodness, it's so yummy. The radio engineer and I were just talking about freeze-dried candy. We were going, mmm, yummy, it's so good. So anyway, don't forget to look up uh Judy at kingdomcandyshop.com and order some of her freeze dried candy it is so yummy melts in your mouth <sniffs> yummy anyway i want to talk to you about the holy spirit oh my goodness what a hot topic what a hot topic what a hot topic well in Joel we got to go way back in time Joel which is literally uh, years and years and years before Jesus comes and before Jesus gave us a promise. But this is what Joel says, and this is what I really love about the prophet Joel. He gives us a prophetic word of what God is going to do. In Joel chapter 2, verse 28, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit, note of the capital S on that, on all flesh. Somebody say all, all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. That means preach the word, prophetic word. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Wow. You see, Joel gave a prophetic word about the power of the Holy Spirit. And so many times, I know today, I've been saved a long time, and I hear people say, well, you know what, speaking in tongues is not today. I beg your pardon, darling. I want to tell you that the Holy Spirit is for today more than any other time in church history. Because we are in the last days, and you and I have to be very careful. When I hear people mock and make fun of the Holy Spirit, you better stop it. Uh, Yeah, better stop it. I love you, but Matthew chapter ten tells me, verse twenty: For it is not. Look, let me, let me, let me, let me back up here. Oh boy when they speak against the Holy Spirit, how do you think the Holy Spirit is going to be with us when we go through hard times? Let me tell you here, in Matthew chapter 10, reading in verse uh, 19, but when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak, for it will be given to you in that hour and what you should speak, for it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. You see, we need the Holy Spirit. He will speak to us. He will speak through us. Now, you know what? Then you have a lot of people that say today, I don't believe in speaking in tongues. It's of the devil. I would be careful when you say that. If I were you, I wouldn't say that at all. You obviously have never read your Bible. In Matthew chapter 12, there's a group of people that are religious, scribes, Pharisees, and Sadducees. They're watching Jesus. Jesus is casting out devils, raising the dead, making the lame to walk, making the blind to see, opening deaf ears, bringing the dead back alive. And these guys are so upset. They're just full of jealousy and envy against Jesus, and so what they don't realize is they're mocking the Holy Spirit of the living God. Let me tell you. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan cast out Satan, he's divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do you cast them out? Therefore, They shall be your judge. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Now remember, these are the scribes and the Pharisees. Let me back up a little. Now the scribes and the Pharisees heard him. They said, ah, this fellow Jesus does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. You see, they're so full of jealousy, their lack of knowledge. You see, one thing that is very dangerous is when you become very religious. Religion does not save you. Religion makes you mean and ornery, I'm telling you. So Jesus is here. He's doing a powerful work, and then he goes on here. How can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man, and then he will plunder his house? He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. Therefore I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the Spirit— will not be forgiven men. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the age to come. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for a tree is known by its fruits. Let me stop there for a moment. You see, you have to understand the Word of God is so powerful, and it's very clear that the Holy Spirit is of today. And you and I need the Holy Spirit like never before in the history of time. We are watching the corruption. We're watching the immorality. We're watching the religious spirits. We're watching the false doctrines. We're watching all of this garbage happen before our very eyes. But if we... If we will get into the Word and begin to read the Word, we'll begin to see something so powerful. It'll absolutely blow your mind about the Holy Spirit. Let me read a little bit more here. Oh my goodness, don't you just love the Word everywhere? For those that tell me that the Word that... You know, well, well, let me go to the last last chapter of Mark. This is really good. In Mark chapter 16, verse 7, this is Jesus' commission. Well, let me back up a little bit to verse 15. Mark 16. Verse 15, and Jesus said to them, now remember, he'd already been crucified, he already rose from the dead, he's up on the hill, there's 120 of them there, he's talking to his disciples and that small group of believers, isn't that amazing? They followed him by the thousands, but only a few were at the end. Just get that, that's a revelation. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Are you listening? And these signs, got to hear this, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Let me park on that one just for a little bit. Yep, you heard me. Don't you dare change that channel. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. Then they will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Why will they recover? Because the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. Let me read another one. I love this. In Luke chapter 1, this is so powerful. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. Now this is, remember, this is, this is, This is the father of John, and Elizabeth is his mother. This is John the Baptist. This is even before he was born. But the angel said to John's father, Zacharias, for your prayers is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, he will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. Whoa. In his mother's womb, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. That is so powerful. But if you go a little bit later, later on in the book of Acts, oh, let me not get ahead of myself. And the angel answered. Now now here's Mary. Here's Mary. God comes, sends the angel to Mary and tells Mary, now she's going to birth the baby, but without a man. <laughs> and then Mary said to the angel, "How can this be since I I do not know a man?" And the angel answered and said to her, "The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that holy one who is born will be called the son of God." Now, let's go down a little bit in that same chapter, chapter in Luke chapter 1, reading in 41. Now it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary. Now Remember, Mary goes and runs to go tell Elizabeth. Oh, my gosh. But God already speaks to Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, let me tell you, she was filled with the Holy Spirit and then gave a prophetic word right there. The gifts of the Holy Spirit were being released right there on her. Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me? And the mother of my Lord should come to me. For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the baby leaped in my womb. Do you understand what happened there? The Holy Spirit filled, filled Elizabeth to overflowing and through the inflowing of the Holy Spirit came out a prophetic word. And she used the gifts of the Holy Spirit to begin to tell Mary about the baby that she was going to have. Wow, wow. Wow, hallelujah. Well, let me read to you another scripture. I like when John steps in his position. John now is of age. He's probably close to 30. He's Now remember, he's six months older than Jesus. So Jesus started his ministry at 30. So now John, you know, starting his ministry at about 30, and he steps out to be, he's the baptizer. Now, now you have to remember, these two are like going hand in hand here. I'm reading out of Luke chapter 3 now, reading in verse 16. It says, John answered, saying to all, Indeed, I baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to lose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So who is John talking to? John is talking to the people. Now, as the people were expectation and all reasoning in their hearts about John, whether he was the Christ or not, John answered and saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming whose sandal strap I'm not even worthy to lose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Do you understand what he's just saying there? That Jesus was going to come and fill the people with the Holy Spirit. I love how Jesus works. Now, I'm going to take you over. Why is the Holy Spirit important? Mm -mm -mm. I'm glad you asked that question. All right. I'm going to take you over to the very last chapter of Luke, if you will, please. Why am I going to the last chapter of Luke? Mm, 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 mm. All right. In the last chapter of Luke, Jesus said something powerful. Now, remember, he'd already been crucified. He's standing with his disciples on that same hill. And now he's getting ready to tell them something very powerful in Luke chapter 24. He's saying in verse 46, Then Jesus said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and the remission of sins should be preached in his name to all the nations beginning at Jerusalem, and you are witnesses of these things. Behold, right there is what you got to pay attention to. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry. That means you better wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with the power from on high. And then Jesus led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands, and he blessed them. Now it came to pass that while he blessed them, that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. Now, if you were going to read your Bible in chronological order, you would go from Luke, you would go over to chapter uh, Acts chapter 1, and this is like a continuation. So here they are, they're, here they go, and they worship God and return to Jerusalem with great joy. Now we're going to go over to Acts chapter 1, the chronological order. Now here they are, they went to Jerusalem, and now here they are. Jesus told them to wait, wait, tarry in Jerusalem until, what did he tell them to? Wait until they are endued with power. All right, Acts chapter 1. Oh, my goodness. The former account I made, O Theopolis, I'm reading Acts chapter one, verse one. There's so much reading; I hate to take all my time in reading, but it's so powerful. In order for you to understand, the former account I made, O Theopolis of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach until the day in which Jesus was taking up, after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostle whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during forty days. Boom. Let me stop there for a moment. What many people do not understand, there's two baptisms. There's a baptism of water. There's a baptism of the Holy Spirit. And what people don't understand, and which is very, very crucial, they make a terrible mistake. They think that being filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, oh my gosh, that's the gift. I don't have the gift. No, not everybody has the gift of tongue, but everybody can be baptized in the Holy Ghost with their prayer language. God gives us a prayer, la- a prayer language that most people don't They don't understand that. So right away they get confused because they're thinking in their carnal. But let me continue to read. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the time or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witness to me in Jerusalem, all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while we watched, he was taken up into heaven in a cloud, received him out of their sight. Why did he say we needed the Holy Spirit? And why did he tell them to stay in the city of Jerusalem until do you realize how many people have started their ministry without the holy spirit they are working on their carnal nature rather than the holy spirit's power you see you have to take the word of god there's two baptisms don't mix it up don't mix it up there's a baptism of water there's a baptism of the holy spirit why because we need the power from on high the holy spirit is the comforter The Holy Spirit is the helper. The Holy Spirit is the teacher. The Holy Spirit is known by fire. He purges and cleans us out completely. The Holy Spirit is the convictor. He convicts the world of sin. The Holy Spirit is water. He washes and cleanses us. We have to understand. So here they are now in this upper room. They're waiting in that one accord. They're not supposed to even start their ministry. I can't believe how many people start a ministry without the Holy Spirit. Do you know what they're doing? It they're doing it in their natural. Then after a while, their pride takes over. Then they're doing all this in their pride and their carnal man. Oh my goodness. Okay, here they are, 120. All these continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women, Mary, mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the, the disciples altogether, numbered the names of about 120, and said, Men and brother, the scripture has been fulfilled which the Holy Spirit spoke before by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. Well, you can find that in Psalms chapter 55. For he was numbered with us. And obtained a part of this ministry. Now, this man purchased a field. Now, remember, now here they are. They're talking about what happened. They're going into history. They're going about how the prophet already foretold about Judas. And now we go over to Acts chapter 2. Now, this is so powerful in Acts chapter 2. This is what a lot of people don't understand. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly... (laughs) There came a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there it appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all, that fire went from the top of them to inside of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit Gave them utterance. You have to understand. God gave them a prayer language. Let me tell you, I have traveled around the world. When you travel to different countries, you know, like, for example, I traveled into, I lived in Seoul, Korea for a year, traveled back and forth for 13. When two Koreans are talking, I don't understand all that they say. And when you meet two Spanish people, and they talk, I don't understand everything they're saying. And when you go to Vietnam, to Vietnamese people speaking, they have their own language. From China, they have their own language. From Mexico, they have their own language. From uh, Poland, they have their own language. From all parts of the country. This is what's so amazing. When God went into heaven, Jesus said, I'm going to go. But when I go, I'm going to send him to you, the promise of my father. He's going to send the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, why is he going to send him to us? So that you and I can talk straight to heaven in our prayer language. Now, don't get offended. You don't understand it. Man doesn't understand it. What did Paul say? When a man speaks in a tongue, he does not speak to man, but he speaks to God. God has given Every believer, the wonderful opportunity to be filled with the Holy Spirit with that prayer language where you can talk to God. This is how can people go, how in the world can you pray for two hours? Easy. I just get in my prayer ground and I start praying. I pray with everything in my natural, everything I know naturally. Father, thank you for this, thank you for that, Lord, I thank you. I pray in my natural, and then, when I finish all that, I just start praying in the Holy Ghost. why, why, why i'm glad you asked that question really quick i 'm running out of time, oh my goodness, First Corinthians chapter two, this is why, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness because God is so awesome because right here 2nd uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and my speech is And my preaching were not with persuasive words, with human wisdom, but the the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. And then he goes on to say, but it is written, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered in the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them through his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, the deep things of God. You see, the Holy Spirit in us is our interceder. Jesus is our interceder. But the Holy Spirit, that prayer language that God gives you. Everyone is, it's power The only way I can describe it is Take one of your water bottles And fill it all the way up to the very top of that water bottle When you get filled with the Holy Spirit You're like that water bottle You're filling yourself up with your most holy faith Being filled with the Holy Spirit To overflowing God works in the overflow and he gives you a language, that prayer language that you can talk directly to God. God loves you. I know. I'm going to I'm tell you what. I'm going to touch on the next time I come in here. You're going to hear my next sermon. I may take a whole week on this. Talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not gone. He said, when he that is perfect has come, then this will be done away. Who is perfect? Jesus is the only perfect one. Be filled with the Holy Spirit right now. You're listening to my program. I love you. You're struggling. You're going through a hard time. It's because you need the power from on high. He loves you. Jesus loves you. The Holy Spirit wants to be with you. Let him fill you to overflowing. I love you. God bless you.
1: You've been listening to A Touch From Above with Dr. Loana Steins. For your financial support of any amount, you'll receive her book, A Mother's Story, Send your gift to P.O. Box 2800, Ramona, California, 92065. Visit atouchfromabove.org. And come visit a church service, 10 a.m. at 16145 Highway 67, Ramona, California, 92065. Dress warm, it's a church without walls.
2: Are you distracted? Seems like everything gets in the way? Come to A Touch From Above Prayer Mountain, 25 beautiful acres, Walk up to the cross or relax in a small private cabin to pray. Bring your leaders to pray. At Prayer Mountain, God answers prayer. Even Jesus had to get away to pray. Call today and make your reservation. 760-315-1967. Your answer is just a prayer way. A touch from above.org. Like the ravages of a flood, but I call on the name of Jesus and the power of